Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much uh, for joining me this week. Okay, so my motivational quote that's relevant to my conversation with my guest today um, and, of course, relevant to the whole topic of Architect of Change, the name of the show is Life is change, growth is optional, choose wisely. And that's by Paul uh, Martinelli. Uh, I just think that's so relevant to what we're going to talk about today. I am very excited to have my guest, Dave Pelzer, and I'm going to share all of his cool information in a second. Um, And we're going to discuss how to train ourselves to think better thoughts when bad things are happening. And some clear how-tos will be discussed in order to improve our thoughts to make our tomorrows more clear and, of course, always happier. Uh, The topics or the the discussion will revolve around these following bullets. Uh, When things are going well, we either leave things as they are, because, you know, good is good enough, and actually good is the enemy of great. Um, So we're going to kind of talk about that, that we, we really are better able to think about small improvements when things are going well. But what happens when things come down the pike that aren't going so well. So we're really going to talk about that. Again, the quote, life has changed, growth is optional, choose wisely. Um, How do we live up to our true potential and share our strengths with the people around us when growth is truly an optional choice? Um, And how do we choose that growth? So we're going to talk about that. We'll also discuss the negative record player. I call it a negative record player. It's those negative thoughts that kind of revolve around our head. We all have them. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not handsome enough, whatever it is, um, which only strengthens our fears and keeps us from becoming truly the new and improved version of who we are. How do we change our thoughts and choose growth for that clearer and more productive and gratifying tomorrow? And my guest, Dave Pelzer, will share, as well as myself, but mostly him, will share ideas and tips to help you guys work through the bad times and come out stronger and wiser. So my guest today, Dave Pelzer, he's an individual who represents overcoming adversity, has dedicated his life helping others to help themselves. As a former Air Force combat aircrew member, Dave's job entailed mid-air fueling of the once highly uh, secretive FR-71 Blackbird and the F-117 Stealth Fighter. While on active duty, Dave was selected as California Volunteer of the Year. Dave has received personal commendations from four U.S. presidents. Dave was honored as one of the 10 Outstanding Young Americans and later was the only American to be honored as the Outstanding Young Person of the World. Dave is also the recipient of the National Jefferson Award, which is considered the Pulitzer Prize for Public Service, and other recipients include Sandra Day O'Connor and Colin Powell. Dave is the author of eight inspirational books. His latest book is Too Close to Me. Too Close to Me. Uh, Dave's books have been on the bestsellers list for well over 13 years combined. A Child Called It Alone has been on the New York Times bestseller list for well over six years. Dave is the first author to have four number one international bestsellers and to have four books simultaneously on the New York Times bestseller list. So please help me welcome an individual who believes that our only limitation is ourselves. Dave Pelzer, thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, Connie. How are you? I am so good. I just am so excited. Your second time on with me. Uh, I know. I'm trying not to screw this up. No, I know. You better be careful. You know, <laughs> I'm telling you. Time. The bar has been set. <laughs> the bar has been set. So, um, yes, I'm, I'm really pleased that, to have you on. And, and the feedback from the last show that we did back in October uh, everybody was just, how'd you find him? He's awesome. Oh, my God, I was so inspired. So just tremendous feedback. So I did want to share that with you as well. Well, it's very kind of you and your listeners. It truly is. Because it's like anything, Connie, is, is, is everybody does their own thing. And when you do your own thing, I, I, I equate it to baseball. My son and I love baseball. And, and I'm the type of baseball pitcher. I don't really care about the game. And I don't care about making the World Series. I don't care about the girls or the endorsements or this or that. But I do care about every pitch I throw. 
So when you do your own thing, you're just focused on being hopefully a good person, being of 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 a value to others. And sure. every once in a while, you know, you get a tap on the shoulder and you say, "Hey, man, you're doing a good job," or "Hey, thank you," and you're going, "Well, thank you very much." So that that's what I'm trying to say with with your job or my job or other people's job, you just want to do good. And I think that's selfless, and that's where, you know, the blessing comes in. It's true. You know, when I train my classes and, and the coach, I do coaching, and, and one of the things I say, do you really think that your employees that are struggling or that you view as adversarial in nature and what have you, do you really think when they're brushing their teeth, they look in the mirror in the morning and say, yeah, how can I go in and screw up today? You know, I don't, I really don't believe people have that premeditated thought of, I'm going to go in and irritate my boss today. I really right. think people go in with the attitude of, how can I be the best me today? Sometimes we get, you know, sidelines or we get sideswiped well, or we have uh, but, bad things happen. And, and, the, and the other side of that coin is, and there's a story behind this, that some people unfortunately put themselves in a position where they're not fulfilled or they're not happy in relationship in their careers or their jobs. And it's just like, oh, gosh, they become what I call the walking dead in a sense. Now, there was a gentleman, and I don't know if anybody's ever heard of him. His name was Steve Jobs. And and he was ruthless (laughs) as a business person, absolutely ruthless. But I'll never forget him speaking at Stanford University in California. And he says, don't get a job. Anybody can get a job. Make yourself where you can have a career, and when you get out of bed, you're so happy to be in that relationship, to to have a place that, that you get paid, hopefully good sums of money, to do something that you like, but you surround yourself with all these happy mediums, in a sense. Um, as I told you before, Connie, I'm a volunteer firefighter, and the last three or four weeks we had the big storm about a month yeah. ago, and I was at the station, and I was up uh, for about 36 hours. And, oh. and 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 it was it was crazy because there's there's no lights everything's down we're clearing trees we have the fire department and and one of our our ladies is so small God bless her uh, the winds were so 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 forceful when she would take a step she was like bouncing off the moon wow. it was amazing and I thought how cool is this wow. here we are three o'clock in the morning soaked frozen cold weather horizontal rain. And yet I'm just laughing and I spread out my arms. I'm going, wow, ain't this something? And my point being is, again, you take those little adventures, you put positive mm-hmm. things in your head. And my worst day is coming back all bloodied or there's, you know, things on me that shouldn't be on me. And I just strip down, take a shower, do the laundry, have a cup of coffee, have a glass of wine, meditate and pray and go, wow. So that would be mm-hmm. like my worst day. And I'm just trying to convey the messages you have to surround yourself with things that make you happy now. Because a lot of people, Connie, um, 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 once, I, uh, 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 that's what, once I move out of this house, once I graduate high school, once yes. I get a job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. W- once I get the boy, once I get the girl, once I get the promotion, once I get the car, once I get the first sink, uh, uh, once I get Trump lotto money, then, 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 then I'll finally, finally be happy. Once the boss dies, once I get that promotion, once I retire, and I'm going, really, really? Really? True. It's all about tomorrow instead of living no. in the present. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's you dangerous. know, uh, it, and 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 that's a mindset, and part of that mindset too, because you and I are of the age that that you worked hard and then you you took a little you know time off or you took a little vacation. Unfortunately, I think the last fifteen years or so we've seen that instantaneous gratification age. I want this now. I must have it now. I deserve this now, and then you couple that with the evolution of technology. Yeah. In a sense. So it's kind of hard to retrain. And, and the biggest thing is, and I'll say this slowly for the audience, is the first thing we have to do is acknowledge, Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> you know, that something ain't working. <laughs> and we probably need to do something because it is scary. Change is scary. But, but the other side of the coin is every day is a new evolution. We evolve. I mean, our bodies evolve, and then they devolve after age 27, per se. And, and, you know, we like wouldn't things know start... about that, Dave, but we wouldn't know about the devil devolving of our bodies. My God, you know, I would love to see someone like Britney Spears now. I mean, my goodness, at one time, you know, she was the pop sensation, and oh my gosh, and I'm going to be pretty forever. I'm going, you need yeah. to talk to Mariah Carey. <laughs> you need to talk to J-Lo, okay? Gravity takes effect. 
it's really true. I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just giggling because we're we're peers. We're both fifty three years old. So I just I thought I would get my little dig in about our age. And oh, of course. And and but, but I'm, so, see, some people they they. I mean, when things are good, that's great. But it's like. Yes. It's like that can almost be, okay, you know, that's what you kind of need to work on a little bit because people think, okay, you know, we're dating, everything's very physical and it's very hot mm-hmm. and, oh, my God, it's always going to be like this. No, it's mm-hmm. called dirty socks and laundry, okay? Mm-hmm. Life's going to evolve. Right. You're going to have to talk. You're going to have to listen. You're going to have to, like, work on the 98% of the mental factor, and you have to keep working that. And that's why people, I think, in their careers or their health or their relationships, they get that false sense of low. You know, that, okay, this Romeo void, this 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 minutia, everything's fine. And then it's like, okay, I may have to work on something here. I acknowledge something. And that takes a lot. And some people just either don't have the strength or they've been brainwashed that change is bad. But change is just always yeah. around us. Yeah. And it's funny because it goes back to what I said initially with the quote that good really is the enemy of great because when things are going good there's no catalyst to say you got to do something right so we kind of lull exactly like we're almost lulled into this reality of it's all okay avoid change avoid change and then when you lose a job or god forbid something bad does happen in your life you you have to change It, it forces you why do we have to wait for it to be bad to realize that I need to grow I, I think that's, that's, that's human. It's human nature because one thing I do, yeah. Connie, is I study psychology and I study it with history. And you look at uh, the events leading up to World War II. We were in denial. We mm-hmm. finally, okay, 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 Churchill, quit calling us. We'll send you some stuff. Leave mm-hmm. us alone. We're going to isolate mm-hmm. ourselves. And, oh, my gosh, when the fit hit the shan. Did you hear how I said that, audience? Yes, I'm you a trained professional. Don't try this at home, kids, okay? <laughs> so when the fit hit the shan on Sunday morning, we're like, okay. And then, and then the beautiful thing that happened, and we saw that again in our lifetime, is we, we all came together, four-year-old kids, old people, young people, women were the reason why we won World War II, if you really think about it, because we had women in the workforce. We all had a singular goal, per se, to put man on the moon and safely return him, or the goal that we saw in our lifetime after 9-11, because something so horrible happened that we were in denial Mm -hmm. of for so long, Mm -hmm. we came together. And that's just, I think, part of our human nature, because we all know, okay, I'm kind of sick, I'm kind of groggy, there's a lump in my throat, there's something on my breast, I don't know, and we push it off and push it off, but once again, if it hits the sham, we're going, okay, now I'm going to like really, really, really lose the weight. I really, really, really don't want to get a divorce. I'm really, really, really going to get ourselves in counseling. I'm really, sure. really going to try. So it's part of that human nature of the quiet denial. And all of us do that. All of us. You do it. I do it more than anybody. Sure. It's, sure. Just, it's just part of our, our makeup. So the first thing we have to do is recognize that we might have a situation Let's see how bad it is, and then let's see about accepting it and then making the change. And then make it it's, – it's kind of weird, and we do this a lot, and we're doing it right now. Like, oh, my gosh, Marie Osmond lost 50 pounds. I want to look just like her, and I'm going to try, try, try. I'm going to join that gym and whatever. And then February rolls around. Oh, my God, I'm too tired. I want my cheesecake. So with change, it has – by Carishy Entertaining. I, I got a compliment one time. Someone says, you know, I like to listen to Dave. And he's very, wow, it's very entertaining, but I don't know. And, and someone behind me says, is there anything he's saying that isn't true? It's true, right? So, so the bottom the line is, you know, you, the, the change has to be part of your makeup. You go to the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you do certain things every single day. And whether it's saving $1 a day or spending five minutes with your spouse at coffee time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or whether it's doing this or maybe doing five push-ups a day or something, or walking an old lady across the street. To me, it has to be part of your everyday psychological totally. makeup until it becomes a part of your DNA. Exactly the right. thing is, Connie, and here's a secret, and don't tell anybody, Okay. But I believe secret. I am the most laziest person on this planet. I truly believe that, because when I do something, I want to do it right the first time. Mm-hmm. I love nothing more than spending my fantasy is to spend three years in bed alone. I want to sleep <laughs> for a year. I want to watch my DVDs for another year, and I want to watch. I want to read all my books. Everybody, leave me alone. 
because yes, I believe yes. I am that lazy. However, yes, with that laziness, I try to be effective in my efforts. Now, it appears, you know, that I'm Jack Bauer, James Bond, running around doing things, dun 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 dun, dun. You know, that's the facade. But <laughs> in real life, I'm only that busy because I'm really that lazy. So yeah, it's like and, it's and becoming my, my makeup has become, you know, uh, I probably spend now maybe 20, 25 hours a week at the station when I'm not wow. on calls, which is, which is a lot, which is a lot. Uh, I probably do a little bit more training, and people go, why this? Is, well, I'm actually not as smart as you think, so I have to get more training sure. so I can get spooled up. And once I'm spooled up with this, sure. I can graduate the quadratic equation to that. Right. That's so right. it's become that's part of my makeup of evolving. <clears throat> it's like even with the fire department, that's a perfect example. I'm evolving to become a fair firefighter with all the engines and all the millions of items each in every engine. I know where to go for this to that, how to apply it, how to use it, how to do this and that. So it is an evolution because at our age too, and this is important, and I'm going on a riff, so stay with me, folks. You know, we kind of get settled. Our bodies are settling. Our careers are kind of, you know, we're looking at the back nine of retirement and so forth. Sure. And a lot of people, particularly in the military or law enforcement or even like the fire department, there are these high, intense jobs, these CEOs, these people are constantly running around, and they don't have that adrenaline or the rush. And they're thinking, okay, I can't learn anything else. And their body just physically collapses. And some mm-hmm. of these people in the military have actually committed suicide. Some of them have have done horrible things themselves or their families or they get divorces because, okay, I'm home now and I don't like you around me and you don't like me because they didn't prep for the change. So it's almost like you have to find something, whether it's piano or knitting or hiking or praying or volunteering, that changes, but it's still part of your DNA essence. That, absolutely, absolutely. Let's take a quick break, and then I do want to come back and talk about that learning has to be just part of of every day, and I think that sometimes could almost, when change does come, that not always, but you could be better prepared for that change just because you've lived a life of learning and educating and challenging your own mental state of being, if you will. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and and talk about that evolution of learning. A speaker has little value to an audience unless you, the listener, is motivated and empowered to change. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates is a renowned speaker and is an architect of change. Consultations, training, seminars, and speaking engagements are the venues where she affects change. Whether your responsibilities include customer service, sales, marketing, training, executive management, or ownership, and you are seeking change in your organization, then you need to hire Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Connie doesn't just fill your ears with rhetoric. She speaks to the heart and success of your business. So next time you need to hire a speaker, don't hire someone that just talks. Hire an architect of change, Connie Whitman. Just ask for Connie by calling 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Okay, we are back, and I have my awesome guest, Dave Pelder, and we're talking about change is inevitable. But growth is an option, and we certainly want to capitalize on as much growth opportunity within ourselves or outside of ourselves that we can. Um, It's funny, Dave, because, you know, you talk about learning and that you continuously train and learn and all the things that you don't know, whether it be firefighting or the psychology and the history and all the things that you constantly challenge yourself. Exercise is the brain. The other thing I I try to do, I don't know if you do this, but I try I try to read things that almost seem odd to me or I don't think that way. So you almost want to look at it, this is garbage, this is rubbish. But you read and, and it gives you a perspective of, okay, I don't agree with that. I won't live my life like that. I certainly understand the author or the idea behind whatever the, the, the writing or reading that, that I had just done. So I try to challenge myself. The other thing, I think we need to be around other humans that aren't only like us. So I do surround myself with positive people. I, I cut those that draw on and bring negative energy and try to bring me down. I cut the cords that are out of my life or I put them on ignore. 
Again, though, I try to be around people, artists, whoever, that I'm not artistic in nature, but I love to hear them thought, their thoughts or how they look at something because it's a totally different perspective than mine, and I think it challenges me personally to see the different side or the other side of the coin, and it gives you a bigger view of, you know, that right and wrong, but it gives you a bigger view maybe of the gray area. I don't know. Do you, do you find you do that? I know I do that. Well, I'd rather, when it comes to reading, I've got to say this, uh, I'd, I'd probably rather read uh, the Koran or the Life and Times of a Kardashian than Fifty Shades of Grey, but that's just my personal <laughs> sin. Well, I had to put it in the Kardashians, ladies and gentlemen. You can't go without a show without mentioning them. <laughs> but I, I, I think so it's so bad. important because, when, well, what, is there anything I'm saying that isn't true? Thank you. It's so all let's true, move on. I love you for it. <laughs> But but part of that too again has to do with your age and that your fact that you're ready for it that you're ready to totally. go to another country you're ready to listen to music or try food that might be oh my god too spicy you know so it's like stepping out of your boundaries and what it really does too it reinforces your beliefs and you know how safe you are in that and and you said something that was very interesting because back in our day ladies and gentlemen in the 70s and 60s everybody in the block stayed in the block and they didn't move and they had the little clutch clutches, the coffee clutches or the little yep. weekend parties and they all went to the camping grounds together and the picker grounds together and the same church together and they really didn't move out of this one small dynamic. Sure. And it was very interesting when other people would move into Rockwellville per se, you know, people of different nationalities and colors and so forth and a lot of people felt threatened because, totally. oh my God, I mean, you know, because you're just not <laughs> sure. You know, you might have heard something or read something or something came in your life, and again, it caused a fear. And that reaction of fear forces people to either shut down or they don't act or behave as well as they should. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping and praying, and this is my big thing, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, one, I'm good enough to go to heaven, and I do want to talk to the big guy and ask him a few questions, but I hope sure. that I can look down on this earth and say, okay, we lived in a time when, when you know, in my back end of life that, that, that World War III has already begun mm. with terrorism, with Absolutely. killing women with machetes, mm -hmm. all in the name of, of some type of religious, fanatical yeah. brainwashing. So I'm yeah. trying to think, okay, in 50 years or 100 years, can we live in peace? Can we just find a cure for cancer? I mean, the effort... That's why we have kids in a sense, because you want the children, your neighborhood children, your children, people around you, to hopefully have a good life and even a better life totally. than we had. But that, again, sure. is part of the change. And sometimes it's like giving birth. It's not easy. It's painful. you know. But then at the end of that birthing process, here is a new life form mm -hmm. that has the opportunity for greatness. So my whole riff is, you know, change is, is, is never easy and it can, can be scary and there's a lot to it in a sense. But I do hope and pray that, you know, all the things that, that we do combined, you know, that there's a good force out there. And, and I have to say as a country, you know, we're blessed, Connie. You and I are blessed that we live in, in a country that it hopefully embraces positive change and hopefully yes. are, 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 are good people in a sense. And, of course, a yeah. lot of people – may not see that. And I've been overseas to uh, countries of Iraq. I, I've, 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 I've visited places, and it makes me come back saying, oh, my God, I love our plumbing. I love the fact that we have Isn't toilet paper, truth? clean there's no water. Place, there's no place you know, Because, like you know, you expose yourself to different things. Yes. But then I asked, he said, I had dinner one time with a four-star general from Iraq, and he was trying to shoot down one of our aircraft. One of our mm. tanker aircraft at the time, because if he shot down an air refueling tanker, it couldn't mid off mid air refueling stealth fighter. I said, "Why were you? I mean, why?" He says, "Well, we were brainwashed. We mm. knew right from wrong, and da 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 da. But you know, we were trained since birth. West is the enemy." I says, "When did that change come through?" He says, "Well, when we finally got internet service and we read other papers, or we'd sneak across countries to buy magazines or buying videos." I thought to myself, now this is important. Quick story, Connie. I knew as, 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 as a member of the armed forces that the Soviet Union was surely going to demise in my lifetime for one thing, McDonald's in Moscow. 
when people really? stood in line for six to eight hours to get one Big Mac ski. I want the Big Mac ski supersized fries. I want Coca-Cola really? too, ice. Because they saw something that they wanted. It was from the West, and then people started to sneak in Levi's. Wow. And then they started sneaking these something called Air Joint Skis. I want Air Joint Ski Nikki sneakers. I want yeah. these for my children. Yeah. And yeah. it was all these yeah. small, hint, 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 ladies and gentlemen, these small things that were consistent that yeah. made people feel good about themselves. Yeah. 580 calories of Big Mac. I will go back to Tundra and work in Gulag. I am now happy. My stomach is filled. I am filled with happiness. Now, is that important to say again? To be filled with a small amount of digestible happiness might just keep us going until we need to be physically, psychologically, or spiritually fed again. It's true. That's what we need. It's really We will true. stand out in the cold. We will endure. We'll fight them on the beaches. We'll fight them wherever they're at. We will endure because we're hoping that the change will give us the promise of a better tomorrow. God, this sounds good. Are we recording this? Anybody? Yes, we my, are. My You're office so staff is looking at me like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's quoting Churchill <laughs> again. Are they pulling out their, their iPhones and taping you right now? <laughs> I, 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 people? <laughs> you know, but you know, here's the reality, Dave. I think it's hope that just, you know, pushes us all every day, no matter whether you hate yeah. your job, love your job. It's always that hope for our country to But, but I, I, I don't want it to be that false sense of hope. Like, I hope I win Trump lotto. I hope I marry no, the right guy. No. I hope I this. It's just the Absolutely. hope that every day you're closer to your goal. You can almost yeah. fit in that dress. Yeah. You're only a week yeah. away from vacay. And that's why it's so important. The more that we struggle, and this is so critical, because I, you know, I was in a bad spot, Connie. I mean, uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I wasn't fed for like 14 days, 10 days, no food. My mom was crazy. Yeah, and yet I would try to steal a little water, or I was so hopeful, okay, school's going to be around the corner. I can steal food from school. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all these small little things, but every day, as much as I endured, I was at least closer to that goal of having hope, i.e. happiness. And psychologically, it's about feeling safe. See, a lot like of people that. don't know this, and guys forget this. Guys, preachy time now. If you love her, you have to make her feel safe every yeah. single fracking day. Yeah, that's Every true. day. When we do this as parents, we do it yes. every day. And sometimes we forget, okay, and we, we all make mistakes. But, again, the key to this whole thing is it's like that golf swing. You've got to be consistent every single time. You start, we all do this psychologically, Connie. We get up the same way. We button our blouses the same way. We brush our teeth the same way. We do everything the same. So psychologically, we just have to input, you know, this is what I'm going to do. You know, it's like working out. It's going to be terrible. And I, I always say that, okay. So, oh, man, I'm so glad I told you to come to the gym today. Yes, I am a genius. It's just looking at me like, really? Who dragged you to yeah. the gym? Yes, yeah, I yeah. know. I know. <laughs> but it has to be. The consistency of it. it has to be part of your DNA. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I shared with you before we began taping that I finally pulled the trigger, right, decided to write a book, blah, 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 and I partnered with this young lady who's going to um, be awesome and, and help me pull it all together and, and all of that. And it was funny. We were brainstorming the outlines, what, what it's going to look like, all that kind of stuff, the chapters and, and what have you. And it's funny that you're saying this because I said I want to start with, because, of course, the whole premise of the book is, is sales-driven, but it's also, I hope, for, for people who read it, it's going to be life-changing. But the component for me, as I said, we have to come out of the gate and define change, why we are fearful of change, but how to take that fear, kind of look it in the face and say, all right, so what's my plan of attack so that I can have a little bit of control? And I said, and we need to define what does, how long does it take for us to be, to, to have change or, or commit to change? And it's really that 30 to 45 days, depending on the complexity mm-hmm. of whatever the new skill is, right? So it's that consistency every day for that 30, 45, 50 days, depending again on the complexity. But it's that commitment of day in, day out, and then all of a sudden you're doing it, 
and you're not thinking about it, and then you look back and go, oh, that wasn't so bad. It's, it's so what it's I call having... running up the pyramid. It's, it's, yeah. it's like you just do it one block, one step at a time, one and then you take a breath, time. and you look down and say, wow, look how far I've come. And then, you yes. okay, take a deep breath and do it again. Because in, in psychological terms, people forget this. They, they say you can form a bad habit in less than a day. The smoking, sure. the drinking, the swearing, bullying, you know, you, boom, you adopt this Terminator mindset. But mm-hmm. it takes over 21 days to break that habit. Because what sure. you're doing psychologically is you're removing that, that crappy old VHS tape. You're removing Direct the bad habit. Fire. Now mm-hmm. we're going to plug in that Blu-ray surround sound DVD. And yes. we, you know, and that's what you're doing because people think, okay, it's like being an alcoholic. I just won't drink. No, no, no. It's not that. What is the trigger that forces you to drink or forces you to get angered or scared? What is we have to kind of go back in a sense and ask the hard questions, why? Why are you acting this way, reacting? Yes, and and that's that's hard when you're the great hard. Dave Pelzer, and you walk on water. Yes, it is true. And for me to go back and say, Doc, Houston, I've got a problem. I, yeah. I've got a problem with trust and intimacy, and uh, I attract the wrong people, and I'm allowing myself to be used. And, and, you know, and to say that at an age, at middle age and stuff like that, and then to hear what you're saying and hear how you're reacting, going, oh, my gosh, this is all about decisions I made that might have had a strand of something in my past that I really didn't dig, dig deep enough for, for to make the change. Yeah, and, and it's funny because that's another uh, big component for me in all of my coaching, training, the book, public speaking, whatever it is that I do, I really talk about that commitment, number one, to make that change, but the self-assessment. If we don't stop, just stop for a minute and really examine What's not working? What is working? Because if it's working, let's keep doing that. That's a good thing. But what's not working, let's why and figure it out and self-assess and shine the light. And sometimes that really is scary and painful Yeah, yeah to, to, to shine that light. Um, I want to just pause here, Dave, and, and say to the listeners, my little, my, my little commercial here, but if you guys are inspired by my guest and, and our conversation today and everything Dave is saying, I mean, he is dead on with a reality check. I think for everybody can relate to everything that's being said. But if you personally are seeking that change in your physical, mental health, um, professional, at home, relationships, whatever it is, you know, you have to do something differently. You have to shine that light. And if you're not sure what to do, um, there are resources, of course, out there. Please send me your stories um, at Connie at com for sure, or call me directly, 732-888-1420, or go to my website, com. Tremendous amount of resource that I offer through my website. Here's the deal. Let me know. Share your stories. If there's somebody or some topic that you want me to research or provide some help through, I certainly am happy to do that. Because, you know, Dave, I think both of us can talk to that we've had multiple changes throughout our life, some good, some bad, um, some forced upon us. You have to come through the other side. And I don't know that we always know what the answer is. That doesn't mean you should give up and not pursue what the changes that we're looking for. So again, reach out to me, Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. You know, I, I really, really am listening, and I really am here to help. Um, so, Dave, to back to our discussion, you know, that negative record player, that that old VHS, as you said, I love that. We all have it. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not worthy of love. Whatever it is, only strengthens our fear to repel change, right? And, and, that's, and that's because psychologically that's all you know. Right. You know, it's all you, and, and it's, it's so weird because I'm what I call a psychological voyeur. I watch people. I watch people interact or how they don't interact. I watch the smallest part of the body language. And we forget sometimes, and I'll say this slowly, that 70% of all communication is nonverbal. Right. If anybody does not believe that, please go to... Uh, an after-hours club, a bar, a disco, or whatever, and just watch it. 
then the remainder 30%, 23, that remainder 30 is pitch, tone, and rate. Because that's why mm -hmm. I do sometimes. I talk fast and I talk slow. I use a comical voice or I'll do something. And it's to draw and to keep people listening, per se, or in this business, entertained while they're you know, getting a treatment. So now less than 7% of what I'm saying is actually being heard, and then you divide that between the messenger, the receiver, and then the feedback. So there's all these barriers to yes. understanding Houston, you might have a problem, or the fact, you know, you, you think you're something else. I mean, I've known beautiful women, absolutely drop-dead Gorgeous women. I, I had lunch with Miss America. Hubba, hubba, hubba. And I'll never forget. <laughs> no, I had a private lunch. It was I was out of a James Bond or no Tom I'm Hanks Meg Ryan movie. They, 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 like, I had a private room. We had a private room to have our lunch. She was a friend of mine. She was one of the ten outstanding young Americans. We had a private lunch, and I said, I just want. What is it like to be Miss America? I mean, you were so so beautiful. And she says, Well, <laughs> my husband doesn't say it like you do. She says, I cook, I clean, I do the diapers, and yes, I take out the dog poop. I'm going, Miss America? And she told me a beautiful story. She says, you know what? For the longest time, I thought I was lumpy and I was behind in school. I got teased in junior high and this and that and the other. Oh. And I really, really believed it. But then I just wanted to be a better person. I wanted to eat healthier, be more active. And this thing evolved. And once it evolved, I just followed the change. See, mm -hmm. I always love a story, Connie, of a Rocky Balboa. And I think most mm -hmm. people on this planet love that Rocky Balboa story because, sure. you Adrian, you know I can't beat this guy Apollo Creed, but you know I'm going to try. Okay, I'm going to take a few hits. Because <laughs> psychologically, we all take hits. And we yeah. know, there's no, there is no comparison between the athletic form of Apollo Creed with his training and his muscles and his sponsors and all the things that he has in his corner Compared to Rocky Balboa, you know I'm not so smart. So okay. when he falls down, we fall down with him. When he takes a hit, we take a hit with him. But he's willing to step into the ring and battle for at least the chance of that opportunity. So again, it's, it's, we have to look. And there's something else. When, when I talk to people or counsel people and they say, okay, I'm stupid, I'm ugly, I'm worthless. And I say, okay, okay, where did you learn that? Mom, dad, yeah. uncle, aunt, school, boy. And I says, okay, here's right. what you need to do. And I'll say this slowly for the listening audience. When you believe you're a certain thing that you're probably not, go back to when you really felt it and it impregnated your heart, and then I want you to look at the source. That's right. Look it, at that source that, and look where that, where that finger's connected to. And it probably goes back to the early years, that one The first eight seven. to ten years. Yes, that's right. 99.9%. So, yes. And you know this as a counselor. You know this as a trainer. I know this as a counselor. I know this in all the works I do. It's in the sure. first, most likely the first four years, the maternal years, the first eight yes. years, which is 90% of our psychological makeup. If not then, yes. it's in those junior high years. Okay, so yes. you got bullied by, by a bully. Big deal. Now what? That's right. Right. And if we can get them to say it, if we can get them to expunge it, to vomit it out, vomit it all out, okay, it ain't pretty, it's vomit, we can always shower, but there it is. Now what? And that's when we replace it with something positive. That's why, I mean, I, I finally watched that film, Goodwill Hunting. Oh, yeah. I miss Robin so much, Connie. I can cry right now. I miss him so much. I'm still mad at him. I'm still mad at him, but that's another episode for us to discuss. Yeah. Because yeah. he had so much greatness, God bless him. But he was in he that did, hole. Yeah. But yeah. I remember as a therapist when he's working with Matt Damon's character and he finally got Matt angry enough because humor wasn't working with Matt's character mm -hmm. and doing this, doing that. And he finally made the, the actor, or the character so mad. And when the character finally vomited, when Matt Damon finally vomited why he is acting the way he is, you've got like three seconds for him to realize, oh, my God, oh, my God. I've been doing this because of that, and that was really nothing. That's then right. there's the change, because now you see it. We have a tendency, Connie, to look at situations for what they are rather than what they truly were. And that's True. a big statement. And that's that that is a huge the light. statement. You know, it's, I, again, beautiful women say, oh, my God, I'm fat, I'm this, that. I'm going, honey, you're a knockout. I'm dumb, I'm yeah. stupid. I'm going, sir, you're an absolute genius but even geniuses yeah. can miscalculate once in a while 
And I think sure. part of that line, too, is you have to allow yourself to be all too human. Right. You're right. We are human. And that's maybe that's our flaw, and that's a beautiful thing because we're all different, and we all bring different things to the perfect. table. And we're not perfect. We're not robotic. And we're and, not. And I don't, think it's, I don't think it's a flaw. It's just okay. I mean, you know, it's, I, 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 Connie, I'm going to confess. I used to run five-minute miles. I used to run a mile in five minutes. I used to have – I was very skinny, but I was very taunt. Oh, my God. You can bounce a bowling ball off me. I'm like, get out. This is nothing. Now I have to watch what I eat. Sure. I can walk a 10-minute mile. And, sure. you know, if I want to feel sexy, I just suck it in. I suck it in because I've got some side action going on here. My hair is not what it used to be. <laughs> and I do cough more so than I true. want to. You know it's what? true. Life is life, baby. I think Frank mm-hmm. Sinatra said it perfectly, growing old ain't for wimps. And he didn't say the word wimps, but I'm being a gentleman here. <laughs> yes. And, well, I left. You know, there was an email that went around, and it basically said, you know, went on through this, you know, just like you just said, I'm, I'm, I'm a little overweight, gravity, blah, 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 blah. And, it went on, and the, at the end it says, because I'm sliding into that coffin worn out, baby. This body's going worn out, not all pretty and beautiful. And it's true. If you go in all pretty and preserved, right, did you really live the life of, and I don't mean drinking and excess or anything like that, but that you are going into that last home plate saying, I have used up every ounce of energy and goodness and whatever inside of me, and now, now you can have me, right? Yeah. But then, you know, if that makes that person happy, eating that carrot and not watching that sunset or enjoying that chocolate mousse, you know, that's their choice, man. That's, that's their true. choice. It's like but, you know, and, and that's part of the thing, too, because as our bodies change and as our mind kind of changes, and I'm, I'm so glad there's a commercial out there, and I should write it down. There, there's, you know, we have all these quick fix things for dieting or for something that ails you that may cause you death. And there's this one thing out there that says, you know, are, are you mentally stagnant? Are you over 35 or 40? And it talks about how you, if you don't use certain synapses that they basically shut down. And there's these little mental games that you can play on your iPad or your phone or on your computer. And they're, they're games to activate your synapses so you don't, you know, get slow and clumsy and, and, and you know, forgetful. And it's, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that we're open up to change. We're open up to different things. You know, we're open up to at least to attempt to try. And to me, that's a form of bravery, because back in our day, Connie, we never, particularly on a radio show, let alone outside the church, let alone outside the abode, we never talked about money, religion, sex, or finances. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yeah, they were happy. Hushy, hushy. Now, we're on the newfangled device called the Internet, and we can talk about everything. And that's what I do in a comedic way, because people think, oh, my God, there's Dave. He's going to talk about either resilience or abuse and da-da-da-da. And I do my Dave Letterman show for the first 20 minutes. I talk about the top 11 things going crazy in America or, you know, or da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I come off okay. My hand's in my pocket. I wear a nice suit. I'm relaxed. And when I'm trying to tell the audience psychologically, you're going to relax. We're going to take this journey. I don't know where it's going to go because I have no script. And we're going to spend an hour, hour and a half together. And hopefully when you leave, and I tell the audience this, I'm hoping you can call your sister and make amends. Yes. I'm hoping that, that, that you can say something to a stranger. I hope that you have a little bit more hippy-dippy in your steppy-weppy. I'm hoping your chin yes. will be up just a little bit more, and I hope to give you the gift of happiness. Yes. No matter what we're going through, no matter the struggle or the evolution, that you are happy. And that's the gift, I, I think. Yeah, and and you know that song of my kids when I come on the radio, Happy by... Um Oh, I'm so bad with these artists today. But, you know, it, they did it for the uh, incredible, uh, the Despicable Me movie, you know, the song Happy? Ah, I love that movie. Yes, and the, the song Happy by Sarah Williams, that was made. It is an awesome, right? If you're happy, you know, clap your hands, if, you know, your room without the roof and all of this. And it, it, you, if you really listen to the words, you sit there and think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet we don't allow ourselves to be happy. Why? It's human nature, right? It's partly that, or again, it could be conditioning, because one of the things I had to learn, uh, and and I really, you know, I'm grateful to my higher power, and I'm grateful for everything, but I'll I'll never forget this. Uh, Back in my heyday, I mean, I had four books on the New York Times. I I, I would hang out, and the president would give me a, 
a handshake or you're, you're doing amazing things. I remember going back to my hotel and practically just crying and shaking so bad and saying, I'm stupid, I'm unworthy, I am dirty, I am yeah. part of my language, I'm a whore because yeah. I tell my story and, and people think I'm courageous when there's other people that have suffered more. And the one thing I'm trying to say is I had so much shame over my commercial success, which I think is stupid. Really? I'd rather have... I'd rather be known as, you know, I mean, to go from the, the, the one of the worst cases of child abuse in California's history to becoming yeah. California Volunteer yeah. of the Year or the National Jefferson Award is so, that's a lifetime achievement. I mean, sure. that is crazy. It's not because I have it, but because of all the people that have had it. Bob Hope, uh, uh, yeah. again, Secretary of State Colin Powell, Justice Senator Dee O'Connor. I mean, amazing, beautiful people. And I think I did not allow myself to have a form of happiness because I still had myself just wrapped around that lead blanket of shame. And I had to learn, and I'm still learning, it's an everyday evolution, just like I'm a friend of Bill yeah. or I'm in a program, is that I know I've been blessed, and it's what I do with my blessings. And at the same time, too, Connie, you know this, I know this, the more you try to evolve or shine a light on something that is not comfortable for people, I, I used to take a lot of hits. I used to take a lot yeah. of these. I either made up the story, yes, yes, yeah. yes, and I did it for the sole reason of getting published because that's so easy to do, and I somehow manipulated book sales so I can make $100 billion. I'm going, really? One, mm-hmm. you're off your rocker, and that's something, too, is to raise my hand without the shame and saying, you know, this is who I am. This is what I do. If you don't like it, God bless you. God love you, but I'm going to fulfill this mission. I'm going to attempt yeah. to try. So the shame thing is why a lot of people – live a certain way, or don't allow that happiness. And that does, you know, again, I had to look at that source. That source, unfortunately, was being impregnated uh, mentally by my mom. And then, you know, uh, foster care was not so easy. And then, you know, a lot of things in my life did not work out the way I wanted to, but I just kept going, and somehow I made it through. So it's just, you know, taking that pebble out of your shoe and placing it somewhere else. And, uh, I mean, I'm 54, and I still have a little bit of shame, but I'm at the point now, you know what? I know who I am, and I know in my heart what is true, and that's the best that I can do for today. Boom. Yeah, it, it, it's really, that's, that's the best we can do. Let's take one more last quick break, and then we have about 14 minutes um, for you to share any tips on maybe little things that people can do to start getting their mojo going again um, or to get them on that, you know, path of change or that road of change. Let's take one more real quick break. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. Uh, you're you're just you're just awesome, Dave. I have to tell you, you're just amazing. You know, what? I I just I just want to I want the pre Dave Pell's memorial statues that I can see from space. That's all. You <laughs> and you're a little nuts too, to be honest with you. You know, I'm laughing because you said right before we went on break about the decades that you know at this point in your life that you know who you are, you know what yeah. you want to do, all all of that kind of stuff. Right? Um, don't you feel that each decade we become a little wiser, a little clearer, right? Don't you think in the 50s, I, I said to somebody recently, oh, I wish I had my body in my 20s, you know, giggling. But I would never go back to that because what I know, who I am, the wisdom, all of that really matters to me now. I, I don't know. Do you find that the decades? I, 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 I believe in that, and I think the person that, that said that was Clint Eastwood, the older I get. I found out is how much stupider I really am because you have a sense of value, you know, because there's narcissistic age of, you know, from your teens to your 20s, 
you know, I want the car, I want the girl, I want the boy, I want the house, I want the promotion, I want, I want, I want. And, you know, right. and, and, and you have those Wall Street movie type values. Then as you evolve, and, and what is really important to you, hopefully love, stability, marriage, kids, and then when you have a kid, your life changes because it's all about giving joy and love and protection to that. And it's amazing. I mean, it's I'm only 54, but my, my sense of values are the same. But things I thought that were so important I used to stress over, worry about, I really don't have time for that. Or Absolutely. how people judge me, and I look at them, and I look, I, I mean, I look at this one guy who just blasted me. I'm going, my God, you, you have the worst body odor. You're horribly sexist. You're horribly homophobic. You're just a very angered person because you didn't have success that other people have. You know what? God bless you. Move on. It's almost like you're selective yeah. in your time. You're on that cruise. You only have 10 days of the cruise. Are you going to bitch moan and complain about any, everything? Or are you going to really value your 10 days on that cruise? And it's amazing because I had a friend of mine years ago. He came back, and I was going to go on a cruise. And he says, oh, my God, it was great. It was so worth the money, so worth the money. Oh, my God, what would you do? What would you do? Well, we, we ate, we danced, we made love, we watched the sunrise and sunset. Oh, my God, so worth the money. And he told me how much, how much it was. And, Connie, I swear to goodness, I said, you know, you could have done that at my house for half the price. Wow. And when I said it, he looked at me, and we both laughed. And it's like it was the perfect <laughs> thing to say. Because what are you really doing on a cruise that you can't do every day? It's true. You know, it's almost like when, when, we're, when we're in the armed forces and we're away overseas across the pond. It's like we're prisoners. What are you going to do when you get back to the States, man? What are you going to do when you get back home? Oh, man, I'm going to call up Michelle and I'm going to ask her to get married. Or I'm going to date this person. Or I'm going to have pizza. Or I'm going to do this and do this and this. And I'm going, gosh, we can, when we're there, we can do all these things, but we don't. But now we have a different sense of value. It's because, true. because of the change of being ex, uh, experiencing a situation that is foreign to us, you know, when we come home, hopefully we have a different sense of value. That's why I've joked. And I, I think, uh, you know, I, I have my own version of the Hunger Games, and I can, I can kidnap a Kardashian or, 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 or what's <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay, I can kidnap all of them and, and, and uh, you know, and the, the, the Lindsay Lohans and all these people, boo-hoo-hoo, my life sucks, I hate everything and everybody, and I can put them on a C-17 and drop them off in Kandahar, Afghanistan, and mm. give them a liter of water and say, I'm going to pick you up in six weeks, happy Hunger Games, you know, see ya. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then see how other people live or how they do things or how they just meekly survive, and yet they're happy. They're happy, you know. So it's really you know, the maturity of it, too. So with the decades of change, hopefully there's a sense of maturity. Some people, unfortunately, don't look at themselves, so they don't see or receive the blessing of the maturity of life, health, yeah. and change, and these different things. But I am proud, again, that we've become more of an open society, that we can talk about things that we never talked about before sure. in the last 20, 30 years, whether it be breast sure. cancer, or sexuality, or finances, or, you know, we have to, because what we're doing now, you know, whatever it is you're doing now, no matter how old you are, it's really going to have an impact on you in the next 20 to 25 years, whether it be working Absolutely. out mm -hmm. or, or saving money or being in a relationship or how you value yourself. And that's so important to receive, how you yeah. value yourself. That's a big one. That's really a big one. That's and, the biggest thing of them all. That is. It's the biggest thing of them all. And it's funny because uh, I was speaking to someone recently, and back in the day, right, you, you, we didn't talk about religion and all of that, and you believed in God, you didn't believe in God, you believed in Buddha, whatever it was. And now that we, we have the Internet and we're just so much more aware, information age, all that stuff, and we do believe in the universe now, right? I said that to you before, uh, before we started taping that, um, you know, the universe will provide the next step for the book or the next step for whatever it is. So we have this more open vision because of all of the information that, that it's shared. And the, the other thing I want to comment that you, the kind of the cord throughout this whole conversation we've had is always about, well, when this happens, I'll be happy. When that happens, I'll be more successful. And we're always looking for tomorrow instead of reveling and being happy with who we are, what we are, what we're doing, what potential we have today. 
right? I, 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 it's, um, it's sad. It's sad that we're, that human side of us keeps us from always looking to the future and never being present. Yeah, but I, I, again, that's part of, I think society's conditioned yeah. us for that. So that's why totally. it, these, if, if you look at some of these commercials, uh, the, the sexy makeup commercials or, Jordash type jeans or you have to have this thing or the Wi-Fi television 4D whatever it's called there's so much <laughs> psychology behind instant gratification that will make yes. you happy now and yes. I have been I mean I I mean I tell that story and I think I told it to my son he, he came over for Thanksgiving I think it was uh, after the the big monsoon he says dad da, 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 what happened I said to me that was so beautiful it's like we're the only human beings on this planet at four o'clock in the morning we're so sure. soaked, we're freezing, and this one firefighter girl was like bouncing off the moon because the wind would just take her. I'm going, what an experience that was. Absolutely. And so it made me appreciate hot water, made me appreciate, you know, the safety of this and that. But the fact that, I mean, you're in a, again, you're on the dark side of the moon, but yet you know, you know, you don't know what's around the corner. You don't know the next call you're going to get. You don't know the next whatever's going to happen, but you have that sense of happiness in the worst, sometimes in the worst part. I mean, I've, yeah. I've cracked the most outrageous jokes in Iraq. I mean, we're taking fire and I'm just cracking wild jokes because it gets the mindset off the fear factor of that broken record yeah. player. And then, and that's the one thing too. Uh, I, I've said this when I, when I teach uh, military training and leadership and stress. And, and I tell them, I say, the generals don't have the answer. Uh, this Navy SEALs don't have the answer. Here's the truth. Here's the facade. No one knows anything. We have techniques. We have requirements. We have situations. But their answer is there are no answers. The first thing that you think of in a moment of stress, if there's an accident, if you're taking hits, if something happens that's foreign to you, 99.% of the time, the first step that comes to your head will be enough to have you take one step forward and yeah, breathe right. and exhale the toxins and then take another step and another. But, you you know, you got to set yourself up a little bit. You know, it's like that golf yeah. swing. you got to be in position. you got to be relaxed. you got to do all these thousand things and then just yeah. swing away. Just swing away in a sense. And it doesn't matter where the ball goes. It's the fact that you made contact. Who cares? Who cares? I mean, getting published, I mean, that, that would be a phenomenal thing. But the fact that you tried or you're trying, and you don't know where it's going to go, but at least you're setting yourself up. And that's what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen, is – you know, you got to vomit out all this stuff, diarrhea all the way out, shower and change, wash the blouse, wash the hair, no big deal. And then when you release all these toxins, you're ready to receive something that you deserve. And I say this to everybody, and this is, you know, and I'm not that smart, Connie, you know this, but <laughs> we all have a purpose. Yeah, I don't I know that. what that purpose is. I don't even know if, 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 if God or whoever knows the purpose, but I know we all have a purpose and we all have a sense of responsibility, a sense of a mission. But you cannot achieve anything if you have all this garbage you're carrying around in your psychological backpack. So little by little, we have to let go of the shame. We have to say, okay, I got laid off. This sucks. Up in the air. But now, I mean, that was a great movie, Up in the Air. There was a scene, and I love George Clooney. I think he's so cool. The real-life Cary Grant. And there was a scene in which George Clooney is talking to this guy. He says, it says here, uh, Connie, uh, it says here that before you took this job, that you were a chef and you want to open up a restaurant. So how much money did you make in Pelzer's company, basically, for the last 20 years to sell out your dream? You're mm-hmm. still young enough that you can try. Were you really happy here, Connie, shuffling papers? Because what you're telling me is you love to cook for your family. You love to cook Sunday lunch and Sunday dinner. And that seems to make you happy. So this change, right now, not good, but this change might help you fulfill that one thing you always wanted to do. I mean, Connie, think about it psychologically. I've always loved my dad, even though my dad was not there for me. He was an alcoholic. He was a passive observer. It was sad. He was a great firefighter. I still talk to his. some some of his friends are still alive. How effing cool is it that now at the end of the day, that I get to wear his badge number is 1522. My badge number is 1522-A. How cool is it that with my change, that I'm slowing down, that I'm taking better care of myself, I'm not trying to save the world anymore, 
that I can sure. still evolve as a firefighter, something I've always wanted to do. It's sure. hard. It's physically, spiritually, emotionally hard. I've I've put I've 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 put dead bodies on helicopters. I have done Ugh. things. I have I have seen cars crumpled. Yeah. And you have to do all these things to get them out of there. I bless people when before I put them on a helicopter because I know they're not coming home. Yeah. I know this. We all know this, and it's no big deal. But the fact I said, okay, I'm scared because I don't know if I can afford to do this and all the ways to do it. And I'm scared yeah. because I'm working with 20-year-old kids. They're like, oh, my gosh, I know Schwarzeneggers, and they're strong and they're smart. But at least I'm going to try to try to try to try. And you know what? I made a 1,000 mistakes the first six months. I think the last call I only made 20 mistakes. Yeah, sure. But we it get is, better. It is about the more that you do it and the more you allow the positive input. You know, and it's just it's just amazing because the one thing I'm so amazed at my day and age, that I'm 54, that I was given the gift to allow myself to survive. I had people that helped me out. My teachers, I called the authorities that rescued me. I had beautiful foster parents and social workers that yes. helped me and debriefed me and trained me. And the fact that I've lived an adventurous life, flying for the Air Force. Or, or or doing things, or writing a book, or doing radio. I did a radio show from Baghdad. How many people can say that? I know, or right? My son, my son is a police officer. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, all these beautiful stories. Or to have a relationship with you, or hopefully with your audience. Sure. You see, because that's what this thing is about, ladies and gentlemen. It's not about Connor, about me, or about guests, or selling chicken soup for the Amish Amway Soul type product. It's about the audience, you guys, God bless you, taking some words, taking a note, taking some advice and receiving it and hopefully having the, give yourself permission to have the courage to be happy, to allow yeah. that change. And yeah. that is the blessing. That it, It's really true. Um, well said and what a great way to end. Our, our hour is up, but it all comes down to that one word, happy. Just be happy. And the, everything else truly falls into place, right? Isn't that isn't that the truth? Everything you've shared. All I, these I tell stories. people, be happy, be happy now, be happy now. Darn it! No matter yes. what you are and what you're doing, I mean, when the fit's hitting the shan, just yes. God bless you. Take a breath, release the toxins, don't get locked up. <sighs> take that step, and at the same time, laugh. I mean, mm-hmm. I know I'm oddball, but you know what? I'm the happiest oddball. Yes, and you. But here's the thing: you share that with the world and and for that we are all very lucky and i hope that the listeners enjoyed um your stories and our conversation and your humor is hysterical i think you should do comics that's the comic I, I, I i'm hopefully making robin williams laugh a little bit maybe gush i don't know but i think you should do comic that's your next career stand up well thank you yes <laughs> All right, well, because sometimes i'll say something and i make myself laugh and people look at me i'm going that was a good one yeah, yeah, right? It's, that's good. We have to laugh. That's a singer. And sometimes you do deliver good ones, and you think, oh, that was good, right? Especially when it just comes off the top of the head. It wasn't planned, right? Yeah, and then Mrs. Pellers or my son will look at me and say, no, not so much. Yes, you're, you're just crazy. You're just crazy. I can't thank you enough for being on the show again and just sharing all of these awesome stories and experiences and, you know, taking the time uh, to share with everybody for the past hour. So, again, thank you so much. Thank um, you for I having me, and thank you for the work that you do, Connie, and God bless you. Uh, yes, I love what you know. I love what I do, as you do. So it's it's uh, the Mutual Admiration Society, right? Um, I hope everybody took some notes and listened to some of the strategies and ideas that um, Dave has shared. Um, today's show, we talked about when change comes and things aren't going so well, grow from it, move forward, how to live up to your true potential. Everybody has something um, share your strengths, choose growth, um, and, and decide on that better tomorrow. We discussed the negative record player, those bad thoughts or those negative thoughts that constantly play in our head um, only strengthens the fear. And Dave gave some great advice on how to, again, his words, vomit it out, um, shine the light on it, purge it, get it out, and then look at what the true potential or opportunity is. And then, again, if we change our thoughts and choose growth for a clearer and more productive, gratifying tomorrow, you have the strength and the power to do that. Again, I can't thank my host, uh, my guest, uh, Dave Pelzer, enough. I hope that today's conversation provides some framework for you guys to go out and conquer the world. 
if you'd like to speak with Dave or get him to do a speaking engagement in your, your organizations, etc., uh, you can dial his office number at 760 area code 321-0364 or email him at info at dave www.davepelzer.com. And thank you, everyone. Thank you, Dave, for joining me. Um, go out, choose to do something different, make it a great week, and be happy. You've all been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. I look forward to seeing you all next week. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Down,